Hey, Tyler. Yeah, Emma? How would you describe yourself? Hmm. Gay. No, like, what are you? Gay. No, I mean, like, what is your role in life? Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, that's pretty deep and kind of heavy, don't you think? Tyler, what? What do you think your purpose is? that supposed to, like, help me figure this out? Like, is that supposed to, like, guide me more to answer the question? That just makes it worse. I mean, I would say for me about myself, I am... Yeah? Yeah? What are you, Emma? (laughs) I know this. I I am a... I I would be... um, Yeah, it's a pretty hard question, isn't it? Okay, fine. I guess I'll give you this one. So is gay still an acceptable answer for me? Tyler, I will accept you however you are, whoever you are, but no. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Emma Meyer. And I'm Tyler Strandberg. And you're listening to Keyframe Reframe. On this podcast, we watch the Cartoon Network show Over the Garden Wall and analyze the plot, themes, and characters. At the end of each episode, we'll talk about who our favorite character was and give the episode a rating on a scale of 1 to 10. You're listening to Keyframe Reframe. I mean, I'm just excited to talk about all of this. I am having a great time. And it helps that each episode is a mere 10 minutes long. It makes it so easily digestible. (laughs) Um, Today, actually, we'll be talking about the fourth episode of the show titled Songs of the Dark Lantern. In this episode, Wirt and Greg visit a tavern to ask for directions to Adelaide's house. The tavern people warn the brothers about the beast and reveal that the creature turns people into trees of oil to burn his lantern. Wirt steals a talking horse named Fred and finds Beatrice unconscious next to the woodsman, and Wirt and Greg ride off with her. Meanwhile, the beast reminds the woodsman that the flame inside his lantern contains his daughter's soul and that he must cut down Adelwood trees so that fire can keep her alive. The episode premiered on Cartoon Network on November 4th, 2014, and was written by Peddleton Ward, Bert Ewan, and Steve McLeod. I tried my best with those names. That's okay. I think you did pretty good. Cool. I think it's so funny that this is called Songs of the Dark Lantern because it's literally just like the song-filled episode. I was going to say, this song ha- or, <laughs> this episode has the most songs in yeah, it. Yeah, it does. I was actually very surprised that um, Hard Times at the Huskin Bee has two songs in it. Right. Because like, both of them feel like very passive songs. Mm-hmm. But obviously, um, School Town Follies has two songs in it as right. well. Right. I mean, Miss Langtree's is like a half song even. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and I feel like in the other episodes, the songs are like longer or they like play underneath other things happening. Yeah. But this just straight up has more music in it. Yeah, like the characters themselves are actually singing. And all of them are stellar, right? So the Highwayman song, for example, is in reference to the Betty Boop cartoon, Minnie and Moocher with Cab Calloway. Also, the tavern keeper looks like Betty Boop. This is iconic. I am obsessed with this. She even like sounds like her a little bit like with her squeaky voice. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Little (laughs) hottie. Um, so in this episode also, we talked about this a little bit in the synopsis. Um, the Adelwood trees are revealed to be lost souls of the beast's previous victims. Mm, crazy. And this is also the first time we get to actually see what the beast looks like. Well, kind of. We just see his True. shadow. You're right, you're right. I mean, it's you know, pretty creepy, though. It is really creepy. Like, With, like, even the that eyes. voice and the glowing eyes. <laughs> The horns coming out. Ooh. He has beautiful eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That is one thing the fake beast and the real beast have in common. You could say. You could say. Yeah. 
I would dare to say the fake beast has prettier eyes than oh, the real absolutely. beast. Oh, absolutely. They were very colorful. Absolutely. Okay, so none of the characters in the tavern actually reveal their names, and they only refer to themselves as by their professions. I personally am obsessed with the master and apprentice. Okay, I was going to say tag <laughs> yourself. No, I am. Oh, tag myself. Wow. Yeah. I don't. I want to be either the master or the apprentice, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I am. Mm, I think you're both. Oh, my God. I'm a first queen. <laughs> Babe, oh my gosh. What do you think? What Tag yourself. Who you know, are you in this tavern? You know, I think I'm the toy maker. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Why do you say that? I I think I peer pressure people in exactly the same way. Oh my God. <laughs> That's such a mood. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> well, speaking of the toy maker, um, if we remember to the introduction, right, like very beginning of episode one, we are briefly shown figurines that are all of the characters in the tavern. So we can imply that they were crafted by the toy maker who is also in the tavern with them. Mm-hmm. And this is like something that we're going to touch on in like a wrap-up episode mm-hmm. about how the introduction ties in with so many different parts of exactly. this series. But I thought this was interesting. Mm-hmm. So the beast song, la 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 la, chop the wood to light the fire. That was beautiful. Thank you. I was trying to half-ass it. I didn't want to go full out. Okay, I but felt- would you? <laughs> la 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 chop the wood to light the fire okay thank you I wow I'm blown away I didn't think thank I didn't you think oh my god thank you oh my god <laughs> I'm in a gay chorus <laughs> I would I want that to be my ringtone like you no, singing oh that oh my yeah. god <laughs> um but, Tyler, tell us where that comes okay, from. Okay, yes. So that <laughs> is sung to the soon of an aria in scene three of act one of the opera Hansel and Gretel. I think I said it so American. It's Hansel and Gretel. Oh, sure. I don't yeah, think it matters. I don't care. Um, written by Engelbert Humperdinck. That sounds like a fake name. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> the themes of Hansel and Gretel bear many similarities with Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm. Like two lost children. Right. Getting taken to a witch. Right. <gasps> Ooh. Going to eat them. Uh-huh. No, I'm kidding. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> Adelaide I mean, wasn't going to eat. No, Gregor, no, but, just uh, lifelong service. Yes. But we'll get to that later. Yes. Um, Even like in the first episode, like where is Le- or Greg is leaving candy. Like, yes, so they because they're finding their way home or okay, whatever. Right. But also, and we'll again, we'll talk about this more as the show goes on. But so much of what the show is about is weren't figuring out who he is as a human Mm, person, mm -hmm. right? Like, he is lost. Um, But as we see in this episode, the patrons of the tavern are, we'll say, hellbent on labels for others and what their purpose in life is. And they're constantly pressuring Wirt to figure out who he is. Yeah, it's like Wirt and Greg initially only stopped in the tavern for directions because they had been, like, lost in the unknown. But the patrons are trying to get Wirt to define himself further uh, and emphasizing how lost he feels as a person. I'm like, that's so sad, but, like, very relatable. I know, but, like, at this point in the show, we're starting to get momentum on seeing him, like, step into himself, Mm -hmm. right? And, like, be more... I don't know. I don't want to say comfortable with himself because that song that he does, he's like it's, it's bad. spazzing out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so uncomfortable the whole time. But I think this is the point where we start to see things change a little bit for yeah. our friend. Yeah. And I mean, like, he, I think the taverns keep 
people are really trying to like assign something to him and they mm-hmm. say like he's the pilgrim he takes like a lot of pride in that like he's, he's the on lover. a journey they yes. say he's the lover yes but like yeah he really is on a journey like mm-hmm. he is going through like this whole thing of self-discovery and I think that really shows through in the end of this episode as well where he's able to he steals Fred first of all mm-hmm. love that love that for him but then he confronts the woodsman who in this episode he thinks is the beast because Betty Boop tavern keeper said pilgrim he who bears the lantern is the beast. You are blowing it away with impressions from this episode. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, so he thinks the woodsman is the beast and so he's very brave, confronts him and mm-hmm. saves Beatrice. So like, Wirt is definitely like tr- coming into his, his own like a little bit more. Totally, you totally. Know? And as an audience, we're also discovering, I feel like we learn so much about the characters in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, of course, Wharton Gregg, the woodsman, the beast. Um, mm-hmm. But more specifically, we learn about the relationship between Gregg and Wirt. Yeah, I mean, it's revealed in this episode that Wirt and Gregg are half-brothers. Yes, and in a sense, discovering this, we figure out that Gregg and Wirt are foils to each other, mm-hmm. right? Um, Wirt is insecure in who he is. He is constantly overanalyzing everything that he does, and he doesn't feel like he really belongs anywhere. Yeah, where Greg is completely comfortable in who he is, and he does not seek any belonging. Instead, he is easily fitting in wherever he finds himself. Ah, our sweet sunshine child. I mean, like, even Beatrice, too, we learn, like, a little bit more about her. Yes, Um, that's true. I love the idea where, like, the tavern keeper is like kicking her out mm-hmm. and she's like blue with a bad luck and she's like no lady we're supposed to bring good luck she's like good luck bad luck i don't care get out of here i don't need your luck you honestly know? i i strive to have that philosophy on life i'm also like totally off topic but uh-huh. a little bit obsessed with how beatrice is talking to fred the entire time and he just like keeps nanging back at her. And then at the end of the episode, it's revealed that he can talk. I too. know. And has like the most iconic line, which is Nice to horse your acquaintance. No, and like it's so funny because when he is neighing towards Beatrice, it sounds like a human person trying to replicate a horse sound. Actually, it doesn't sound like a real horse. Actually, actually. So, Tyler, who was, of the many cast of characters in this ensemble for this episode, Mm -hmm. who was your favorite? Okay, I do need to give an honorable mention to Miss Betty Boop Tavern Keeper. Okay. For the sole reason that since I watched this episode on Tuesday, it is is a Sunday right now, so this is five or six days ago, (laughs) her song about the Beast has been stuck in my head. Ever since then. Can so confirm. Good for her. Tyler and I have hung out like three or four times yeah. in those days. And yeah, I think you I have. I bring it up every time. Yeah, and it's stuck in my head now too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so that's your honorable mention. Yes, my actual favorite character is Wirt. <gasps> okay, say more. So I, God, I just, I really relate to him. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I relate to his awkwardness. I think he's so cringeworthy mm-hmm. and I'm kind of obsessed with it like if someone was asking me to sing a song yeah sing us a love song <laughs> like if someone was doing that to me I would also be like oh um, I'm here in the woods with my brother and I don't know where I'm going <laughs> and like buddy me too uh, I just love it Um, I think that he's 
kind of just like the main character of this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's jumping around all over the place. It's totally. kind of hard to like place like who our main characters are because we're focusing on like these three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like this episode really belongs to him. And um, we don't see much of Greg or Beatrice. I am very surprised how little Greg is in this yeah. episode. And what we see of Beatrice is just like two cutaways to her talking to Fred. Or not talking because yeah. Fred isn't responding. I think that's super true. And I think, you know, we see time and time again like how obvious it is that Wirt is like very insecure, unsure of himself. We've talked about it. Um, but I think this episode, you're absolutely right, functions to put a spotlight on like how deep that is. Mm-hmm. Um so I love that he was your favorite character for this episode. Thank you. Who is yours? Well, I'm going to be honest. Uh, my favorite character for this episode was Freddy the Horse. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about loving these secondary characters. Yes, you, this is the third episode in a row you've chosen the secondary character. <laughs> totally. And I am not at all mad about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, no, I just... I think Freddie is, like, a really funny addition to the cast of characters. I mean, he doesn't stick around for a super long time, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that more. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice-to-horse-your-acquaintance. What does that mean? It's <laughs> the funniest. I can't, uh, I can't confirm that, for me, it's the funniest line in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, something that I say a lot and I think about a lot. Um, it is definitely my second favorite line in the show and my first one is also by Fred the Horse. So Stellar. Yes. Stellar. <laughs> um no, I just I like the the role he plays in as like a plot device. I just think he's kind of funny and random. Um so yes, he's my favorite character. Amazing. I'd love that for you. And how would you how would you rate this? So I gave this episode an eight. Okay. Um I think that the songs are really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And like I personally really love this episode. It's just like I'm obsessed with like all the songs from them. The High May Man is probably the most iconic song from this episode yes. because and the he's animation. just like, yes, like he's like blobbing all over yeah. the place. It's really cool to like look at and watch. I I love it. I have a fun time. Um, the Lover song and like the Beast song. The Beast song has been stuck in my head all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like the little hint towards the Beast, like at the end. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not sure that this is like. I don't know. I feel like I'm contradicting myself because I really liked the School Tom Follies episode just because of Miss Langtree. Right. Um, but I don't know. This one just doesn't really stand out and about for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really good. It's really, really enjoyable. Yeah. It just, it's kind of just sitting there at like a general enjoyance. I hear what you're saying. Like we are we are told a lot of important information in this episode, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't happen like inside the plot. You know what right. I'm saying? Like yes. it's, yeah, we're, we don't see a lot of things. We're told a lot of things to yes. borrow uh, really basic creative writing. No, you are so <laughs> right, and you put it so much better than how I explained uh-uh, it. How, uh-uh. how would you rate this episode? Okay, I'll describe my my reasoning, and then I'll give my rating. Okay. So for me, this episode is packed with things that we need to know for the rest of the series. We learn more about who the beast is. We actually get to meet it. Uh, we learn more about Greg and Wirt's relationship. We learn more about the woodsman, and we get a lot of dimension for him and his motivation for helping the kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, I also think the line that they walk in this episode is really interesting between the costumes and the characters are clearly from, like, the 18th century, like, late 18th century. Um, But there's also all of this, like, 1930s, like, pop culture music reference. Like, even down to, like, we talked about the Highwayman's animation, like, Mm -hmm. Betty Boop. And I just think that that's really creative and interesting. And I don't think there's even, like, a... 
a specific reason why they decided to walk that line. I mean, the lover song too, like the voice. I just anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually going to give it a ten for wow, you know okay. the design, the design of the the set, the characters themselves being 18th century, but the content being very 1930s. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, Emma, I'm kind of sensing a theme here that you might love this show. Do you think? I know I I'm blowing it out of the water with my ratings. Yeah, I mean the last three episodes you've chosen a side character, and the last three episodes you've given a ten out of ten. I as just well. you know from the bottom to the top, I love over the garden wall, and, and we have so much more left to talk about. We do. Still. We're we're not even halfway through. Oh my gosh, so excited. <laughs> That's all we have for this episode. A huge thank you goes out to producer and audio engineer Aaron Bogan, along with their production company, Sonavent Productions, and AA Watermelons on Twitter, who made our cover art. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find us. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show or share the show if you like it. Please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is keyframereframe at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, both at keyframereframe. I'm Tyler Strandberg, the host, creator, and head writer of this show. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram, both at tylerjohn7. That's T-Y-L-E-R-J-O-N and the number seven. I'm Emma Meyer, the co-host of this show. You can follow me on Instagram at Emma Lee Meyer. That's E-M-M-A- L-E-I-G-H-M-Y-H-R-E. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.